Hello, and welcome to Speak Your Truth Radio, a conscious journey toward enlightenment. And I'm Kristen Bomas, your hostess. And with me today is Jane Solomon, owner of Animal Communication by Jane. We're going to talk with the animals today. With Jane and I is my dog, Hercules, a pug. So if you hear snoring throughout the broadcast, it is because Hercules is sitting, enjoying his time with Jane. So Jane, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, You know, usually we talk a lot about enlightenment and life and mastery of life on the radio show, since that's what I'm all about. And as we talk about mastery in life, we talk about getting to that place where we have a connection to that infinity that is beyond. And as we get closer to that truth within ourselves and that connection starts to grow, our intuition grows because that's our way of communicating, as you know, with all that is beyond this physical realm. And I have a, a strength, we'll call it psychically, with my clients and in life, but I have been blown away with your ability to speak with the animals so clearly. Um, to the audience, I have several animals, and I have had the honor of Jane speaking with several of them. Um, I have also given several referrals to Jane uh, of animals belonging to friends of mine. And each and every reading is unique and so accurate, it's breathtaking. It is wonderful to learn what's going on in your animal, what they like, what they don't like, Um, thoughts, what they hear, what they don't hear. And as we go forward in the program today, you're going to hear some of that. So getting my own self back, um, as as we look at the animal kingdom in the realm of talking with animals, uh, I know many people are going to have questions to pose, and we will give you Jane's information shortly. so please stay tuned. But people will definitely have information, uh, questions and information they'd like from you on their animals. So before we get started with some of the nitty-gritty and some of the questions, can you give everybody a little bit of an introduction to yourself? A little bit how, um, as a little girl, your first word spoken at 14 months was dog, and how you grew from there to be a part of the animals and their voice and their experience as you joined with them throughout life. Sure, I would love to share. Um, Growing up, as you had just mentioned, at 14 months, my parents informed me my first word was dog. I had, that's when I had my first pet. Growing up, walking to school, between eight and nine years old, I started hearing the animals and saving part of my lunch to bring them home with me, (laughs) trying to keep them. Um, used to drive my parents a little nuts and, and um, bringing home birds, injured birds, now cats, dogs, and trying to convince my parents that they needed a home. And my parents always thought they live with somebody else because I bring them home with me after school. Um, when I grew up, I kind of suppressed that. I would always hear, but didn't mention it. As many of us do. Yes. And it, I went on to business school and went on with my life, getting married, having children, but I always, always had pets. My, I grew up with pets my entire life and so did my kids. 
I made sure there was always animals. I used to be accused by my children um, of loving the pets more than them. <laughs> and I always told them, no, it's just different. In 2002, at the time, we had full, four golden retrievers, my husband and I. Our two females, Allie, who was our first golden, and Acades, who we got four years after we got Allie, had passed away within four months of each other. Wow. Allie was my husband's heart and soul. She loved everybody, but she stuck close to him. Akades, which means faithful companion, loyal friend mm -hmm. in Greek mythology, um, was my heart and soul. Oh, wow. She went everywhere with me. Um, when I was flying at the time I was a flight attendant, um, my husband used to say, call me when you land so I know when you're on your way home. Well, the first time I did that, he said, you don't have to call anymore. Katie's got off the couch and went by the front door. I knew you had landed. Wow. So that's how much Katie's and I were in tune. Um, Katie's had gotten sick with bone cancer, osteosarcoma, in February of 2002. Um, she had been healthy, done everything. We took her to a specialist and we had what was called the limb spare for her, where they took out from the first knuckle on her right foot up to her elbow and inserted a prosthesis and wrapped her muscles and skin around it. Then she had chemo. We did everything for it. They wow. said anywhere from a year to three years she would give us. Well, she gave us an extra year and wow. we're blessed with that. Um, during this time, our Allie had gotten sick and come to find out she had a tumor growing in and outside of her heart. Wow. So we were dealing with her. Well, Allie passed away on July 18th of 2002, and our Acades passed away on December 4th of 2002. Wow. I and my husband were beside ourselves. Um, I couldn't, I could hear them, but medically, nothing. I was like totally blocked. Right. Um, I had a guilt trip with Allie, um, thought because we were helping her cross that it was too soon. And she was talking to me while she was crossing and I just mistook it. So I had a lot of guilt thinking it wasn't really her time. Um... Two months after Katie's, February 4th, I really had a, a day off and I started crying. I got in touch with an animal communicator, Amelia, and we had some correspondence via the email. And she put me in touch with another one here locally in the States um, by the name of Judy. Uh, talking to her... Judy contacted all four of my babies, the two that had crossed, and the two boys that were still here. I set up a date, I spoke with her, and she had me in tears because one of my males, Sportster, 
was just informing her what my house looked like, who his best friend was across the street, and I was flabbergasted. And during this conversation with Sportster and Harley, uh, Allie came in, interrupted, and told her she wanted to come back. So I began crying again, and that's when Judy said that Allie had informed her that I did hear her, and I have the gift, and I should use it, and that she was going to come back. Wow. And also a Katie's was going to come back. Wow. Um, that they weren't done teaching or helping me learn. So, I went with Judy. Judy came to my house in July of 2003, and we had a workshop, and she enhanced and fine-tuned all my abilities. Boy, did she. Wow. And it was just a wonderful experience. Oh, and that's so cool. So, I started doing it with friends and family, not advertising myself until the past couple years. And everybody just said, you've got a gift, you need to use it because there are too many people out there that need to hear what their animals have to say. And it does. It it helps. I didn't want anybody to go through what I went through. And I wanted the owners to connect with their beloved pets and understand to either help them or properly care for them or help them understand what their issues were. Right. You know, it's interesting you say that because, it, you know, I'm at a place in my own life with, with the work I've done where I don't feel guilt uh, in my life. And when Little Bug crossed, it was a surprise and it was a tragic loss. Um, and. I, my mind kept going back over what I did and how she died, what I did and how she died. And, and I knew that she had made a choice to cross at that time. But I still struggled with that piece, knowing what I know and, um, and wanting to grasp and let go. My mind and my hurt kept it spinning. Um, and so then on the, the day after the death, I did um, a ceremony with her and I was able to feel in my meditation and in my prayer just a little bit about where, how she passed and how, and how it was for her. And it felt, I felt much more relaxed and calm at that point. And then, of course, you helped me with Miss Jiff. Because Miss Jiff all of a sudden, Beautiful soul. yeah, not even a month after I'm told, literally, you lost um, Allie on July 18th. I lost Little Bug on July 19th. On August 19th, I'm told mischief has a couple days, maybe a week or so. And that was when I thought, I've got to get in touch with you to help me with the crossing over because the homeopathic remedy I had given her, she just kept coming back to life. And I was ready to euthanize if that's what she wanted. So you helped me with that process. It was a beautiful process. But then... When I knew you could talk to them on the other side, and you allowed me also to have that time with the little bug, I must say to the audience, there's, you know, I, I really am in a place where the loss is a transition, and it, it doesn't feel to me um, 
it, it doesn't weigh heavy on my heart. It's a loss. There's a sadness in the in in the space being empty of their energy, but it's not. I'm not at a place any longer where I grieve extensively. When I went back and spoke to Little Bug with you, it was an understanding beyond the closure I had that uplifted everything. And it was, I don't know quite how to describe it so, so you can picture it, but it's, it's as if I had a calm, I had an acceptance, but you, you lifted me up into the embrace of the, the beauty of, of, of how life unfolds in these transitions. You know, we have to cross over. We have to, to go into the other space to the other realm and that connection that you gave at that time really opened up that gateway back and forth for me so um i hope i'm describing that clearly does that make sense it does make sense it does lift like bricks off your shoulder of either guilt or sadness and confirmation maybe as well it is you're saying yes it is it's absolutely um what the animals let me feel and just experience yes. is beautiful. I wish I could find words in the dictionary to explain. Yeah, you never will. And no, it's just not there. But not one soul, and I call because their bodies are just hosts right. to their souls. Right. And not one of them have I ever felt any fear about crossing. Right. They know it's beautiful over yeah. there. And some of them let me experience what they feel and what they see and the, the airiness and the lightness mm-hmm. that they have. And mm-hmm. every one of them that I have spoken to, they've shown me pictures um, of a younger self. Mm-hmm. They go into a younger self. Yes, yes. And it's just yes. beautiful. And their love... Um, sometimes I break out in an actual, I'm, I'm dripping wet because the warmth that they send through for their owners. Wow. Is indescribable. Yes. Our animals are such beautiful teachers. If we open our eyes to the gifts, um, I think too often we don't, um, this is a general statement. There are some who really do and some who are still learning that they can um, open their eyes to what our animals teach us. They have a wisdom. They have an unconditional acceptance that is beyond um, our wildest imagination sometimes. But because they are here to service us and to just be there for us, you know, what is that about for each and every one of us who is a pet owner or has been a pet owner? And are we looking far enough into that relationship to understand the gifts and the teachings they do bring us? And I think at very minimum, that is something you offer everyone is to get an understanding in a way that they can understand it, in a way they can see it as to what the teachings and the offerings and the gift are that the animal comes to you with. Absolutely. They are here to teach. Yes. And they are here, a lot of them, to heal us. Yes. And they have those powers as well. A lot of our animals will take our illness on themselves to take it away from us. I've heard Um, that. You'll see a lot of animals crossing with an illness that they're 
owner they refer as my mom my dad my person my human and they take on jobs one might be a healer one might be a protector um, one might be here just to teach um, what unconditional love is patience yeah um, all of this is what they're here for um, if we if the owner or the human or person can open themselves up to acknowledge what their connection is with their beloved pet then they'll have a lot of foresight yes in, absolutely in into what they're here for yes what a gift oh my goodness um so you just spoke a little bit about um what what you know the communication provides for the animal as well as the owner do you want to elaborate on that a little bit more in other areas i kind of directed you into one arena Does, is there more that you want to say about how um, how animal communication helps with the owner as well as the animal or yes um, I just feel by communicating with the owner's pet it gives the owners I get I should say it gives the pets a voice through me yes and this way it it's a chance for the pets to voice their fears their issues um, or possible health problems and this like I said the owner can take the proper action um, I can communicate with the animals across the United States I have some clients in California some in North Carolina some in Colorado um, I can as long as they speak English or understand English go across the seas as well to communicate I just need a full face picture with the eyes Absolutely. It's funny because you, you mentioned um, the communicating for them on behavioral issues. I don't know how you worded that, but um, to the audience, I just gave uh, Jane a, a referral of a, a friend who has actually five dogs, um, and they were going to give one of them away because all of a sudden it started um, marking and just having some behavioral issues, aggression. some aggression issues, yes. right? And in talking with Jane, uh, do you remember the story? Do you want to share that? Uh, yes, I do remember. Um, yes, one of their dogs um, was becoming aggressive, and she had told me she had given them to a family member mm -hmm. for a couple of days but couldn't stand it. Yeah. So she brought him back. But there was some issues with another male. Mm -hmm. And they were neutered, but there was some aggression. So, yes, um, he felt he was being shuffled, and he just felt he needed a little more attention. Now, the other one was following Daddy around and wanting more attention and thought he had a strong name, and he did. Bruno was a strong, strong boy, strong name. And he wanted more or less attention. They had to realize that they had to share the yes. space. Yes. And they also had to realize that with five dogs, there had to be harmony and that there were upsetting mommy and daddy. Right. So in speaking with them, I got their issues out, spoke to the mom and dad, and also 
tried to work a compromise with them all. Right. So as you can see in that, there's there's a way that if you're having problems in some cases in talking with your animal before you do something drastic, like giving them away or or taking them to, God forbid, a pound or somewhere else, sometimes just by speaking with Jane, you can actually find a solution to the dilemma because now you understand what's going on in your pet. So keep your mind open um, in terms of, of being able to learn an abundance from your pets, both about them and about life and about you. I guess that's more than both. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Tell us more about how it works. Okay. Um, what I do is I work from a picture. I can work with an animal um, in body or crossed over, which I call pure essence. I look at their face, I connect eye to eye and heart to heart. I introduce myself, I send them a picture of myself, and this is all through mind. Um, they, I always send them love and respect and let them know I need their help. And I'll ask them questions that their owners would like to know, but I also get their feelings. Mm-hmm. and. Sometimes I hear their voice with black and white pictures, like a 1920 uh, film that's running real fast, and then I have to try to interpret, and then I ask. A lot of times they'll send me colored pictures and show me. Um, There are times when I am speaking with the earthbound uh, pet Mm -hmm. that a flash of a pure essence, one that has crossed over, will flash in just for me to recognize and and make notice and mention to the owner. Um, but I do have, with the pictures and sounds, and sometimes they present themselves as regal or very proper, um, very much a gentleman, a gentle soul. Um, others I have um, are so frustrated will have might have an attitude and <laughs> and believe me it's uh, a lot with cats um, uh-huh. um, I not being picky but they will speak to you on their your terms. own on their, terms, on their terms and they will let you know on their terms yes that's um, like my Dante what they <laughs> what they have to say and how to put it and I have to laugh because they all have personalities Um, I want everyone to know that every one of your pets whether it's a bird an iguana a snake a dog a cat whatever you have that each of them they love they can fall in love they grieve they can reason they'll laugh they'll hope they will dream, and they will scheme. And, <laughs> and they will play tricks on us. And a lot will play the blame game. Um, they can twist the truth. They will not be untruthful totally. It's not in their nature to lie. But they will twist it, and that's where the blame game comes in. But they are actually here to teach us unconditional love and what it feels like. And I'm honored to get to feel that through them. Oh, I can only imagine. And some of them are here to help heal us. 
Yeah. They are here to try to help us in guiding us and directing us in our life paths. Yes. And I can't tell you or express enough how wonderful and what a wonderful feeling I get from them. I, I can only I truly can only imagine. I, I know what I get from my my little clan, but I, to be able to literally talk with them as you do, even knowing since you're reading with Hercules, that um, who is deaf to our audience, that mm-hmm. I can speak to him and he can hear my thoughts, yes. has opened up an entire array of communication and and possibilities with Hercules and I so and it's it's panned out if I can just think and stay focused he is responding so much better now than he ever was before so yes it's been tremendous it is and knowing that Hercules is deaf Mm -hmm. but as you remember he said I'm not deaf I'm not deaf (laughs) I I can hear just not the way everybody thinks I should hear right and and it's because he goes mind to mind right. because he does hear your every thought yeah. and every every animal hears our thoughts yes um they react to our thoughts so if you're feeling that you have a pet that you're is misbehaving or has anxiety or seems to become destructive for some reason and you've got these thoughts in your head about giving him away or you're frustrated or whatever they pick that up so they react to that yes so by calming your thoughts and thinking positive they'll think on that and sometimes that turn that's enough to turn their attitude around because they feel the fear that you may get rid of them and if they're comfortable and love you that's a Worst thing that they want. Yeah, I can only imagine. Oh, that abandonment fear must be awful. Yes, it is. It's terrible to yeah. feel. Okay. Um, let's switch just a little bit. So, so far you've, you've helped us understand that animals do think like us and feel like us at some level. Like that, that they can. They can take on. They can, they can express. They can, they can communicate both from a feeling perspective as well as a thought perspective, um, as long as we're willing to open ourselves to that possibility. And then, of course, if we don't have a strong psychic capacity in that way, Jane can open those doors for us. Um, Jane, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank Um, you. We'll have to do this again because I have a zillion questions, and I know we're running low on time, and it just was an honor to sit here. It was a pleasure to be with you. I'm glad we finally got to meet. (laughs) I know. How fun is that? Yes. It has been a terrific experience. And I want to thank you for giving me the honor of speaking with your pets and everyone else's as well. And it's an ongoing process because we've got a few more to hit as as we go (laughs) forward. So I thank Um, you so much. Well, thank you. I want to thank all of you for listening to Speak Your Truth Radio. And if you have any questions for me, Kristen Bomas, you can reach me at 954-725-7200. Again, that's 954-725-7200. Or you can visit me on my website, Kristen Bomas, B-O-M-A-S, Kristen with a K. So that's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-B-O-M-A-S dot com. Or visit me on Facebook. 
I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. And again, thank you for joining me and Jane today on Speak Your Truth Radio.